Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The truth is the most convincing story that maps onto reality that's why the central narrative is falling apart. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. must see the central narrative for the fiction that it is. We are Americans. While elections are sometimes messy, this was a secure election. The founders began the fight for human liberty and self-governance, and it's up to us to finish the job. I tell you what, we are in a truth emergency right now. This is the end game. It's Friday, September 2nd, 2022, the 590th day of dystopia. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. A warm welcome and hello to all of you listening to the podcast on the day of its release. The only way to do that is by becoming a paid subscriber at I'm your moderator and you will have immediate access to the podcast, immediate access to the writing whenever I post it and you will be supporting me. You'll be supporting the work I do and this show as it expands. And if you can't keep taking in the content for free, it's all good. So Joe Biden. The fake president, the enfeebled usurper of the free world, one of the most corrupt politicians in American history, perhaps the most corrupt politician in American history, certainly the most compromised and the father of a truly despicable son who has conducted Joe Biden's business of selling out American interests to our foreign adversaries for years and years and all the proof of his family's political criminal history is on his laptop. It's all there. 
All the proof is there. The proof, as they say, is in the report. You thought I was going to say pudding, but I decided not to. And the proof is in his fake presidency as everything crumbles and fails. Everything the illegitimate regime attempts fails spectacularly and only makes things worse on them. And last night was no different. So what was last night supposed to be? Yes, he wants to go out and tell everybody how bad MAGA Republicans are and generate this public narrative that it's really true and that MAGA Republicans are a threat to our democracy. And he hopes that there are enough American citizens out there that will climb on board with this message and they'll go even harder than they have for the last seven years, but truthfully much longer. The angriest, craziest, most clueless people in the entire world are Joe Biden's core audience, and they always have been. It seems like he's had a larger core audience because so many Americans imagine themselves in the middle and they just want to be above politics. They want to focus on themselves. It's very new age. And they know how mean and crazy all of these lunatics following Joe Biden on the highway to hell actually are. But they're also told that there are that many evil people on the other side who just have the other opinion. And since the evil people on the left are controlling the culture and the economics and the universities and the big tech and everything, everything you could ever want from this material realm, well, they have their hands all over it. You kind of have to go through them to get to all the, the really special prizes. You just keep playing that ring toss game at the county fair and sooner or later you're going to get it on that bottle enough times to get that big stuffed animal. And it's just right in sight. And sure, it costs $10 for three rings and you have to play 74 times before it works out, which means you just spent $740 on a stuffed animal. But the point's not the money you spent. The point was your goal was to win that prize, and you sure did it. All you had to do was stick around and keep doing really stupid things for the whole time. And then finally you get that prize. Or, just saying, or, maybe the county fair closes and everyone has to go home and you were only able to play 73 times, and now you've lost $730, and you don't have the stuffed animal. That's kind of how it goes, Kami. You chose to keep playing this game. All of us told you, hey, you could have just bought the bear for like $30, and you'd be so much wealthier and so much happier now. But you were committed. We get it, Kami. You were very, very committed. And you had to be because that sort of commitment is the only way they'll ever let you in the club. Except the thing is, they're not letting you in the club. You're still not in the club. Doesn't matter how many masks you wear. Doesn't matter how many vaccines you take. Doesn't matter how many of the slogans you repeat, how long you stay on Instagram and Twitter, how many people's vacation pictures you look at, how many times you buy the right products on Instagram. You can't be in the club. You can only pretend to be in the club for other people. And because all of those crazy people on the left control the club, well, 
you'd better do what they say, because at least there's a prize at the end. And so Joe Biden goes out there to make this huge deal out of everything, knowing that the dumbest and craziest people in the world will get his back and they'll go out the next day and repeat the slogans and they will attempt to recruit more people to their cause or at least make sure that anyone doubting their cause is thoroughly punished. And what that does, of course, is create chaos and division and hatred. And that's excellent from their perspective because that's the only way they can regain all of the ground they've lost in their minds. There's not actually any way for them to regain all the ground they've lost. They could potentially just start bombing places and killing people and ending the project altogether, just getting really angry at the game and throwing the controller at the TV. They can do that sort of thing, but that's about it. And I'm not even sure they can do that. They've tried a bunch of times and failed at that too. So what is the speech for? Well, they can stage false flags and try to blame them on patriotic Americans, those MAGA Republicans, and all the people in the middle who just simply don't like Democrats anymore. Maybe they'll go back to their side once they see how scary MAGA is. They have to give the bleakest, darkest, most violent and angry possible interpretation of tens of millions of Americans at this point. Otherwise, they risk not scaring all of those people who imagine they're in the center enough to do what they say. They've done it over and over and over again, especially these last two and a half years. And those people in the center have gone right along with them, often knowing that what they were doing was wrong or unproductive or unproven or maybe even counterproductive. They just thought it was important that everybody do the same thing because then they don't have to stand up for anything and they also imagine that they can't be wrong. Well, sure, I wore a mask and obeyed whatever they said, but so did everybody else, at least everybody who cared about anything. So I can't be wrong. Everybody was doing it. It wasn't my responsibility to make the choice. It was my responsibility to choose a side. Either I was going to be with the side that cares about things or I was going to be with the science deniers. Except no, you were denying science while you were pretending your mask worked. But they all imagined that they were on the safe side. No matter what happens, no matter how this situation results, I am going to be able to say that I did the right thing by doing the exact thing I was told all the time by people who constantly lie to me and just so happen to be the most powerful people in the world. Now, if there were a lot of people out there who were still susceptible to this and could still be sucked in by the display of Nazi imagery and anti-American rage last night, I think today would feel a whole lot different. It doesn't really feel any different than yesterday. You already had a target on your back for the last two and a half years, or perhaps much longer, depending on when you woke up, when you realized what was going on, when you began getting censored or oppressed in some way by your community or your workplace 
for your beliefs. But you've known you had a target on your back. I've certainly known that. I think everybody has a generalized sense of it. Even the people who went along and complied and wore the masks. They wore the masks because they were scared of what would happen to them if they refused to comply. Because they think the evil that they continue to side with through their compliance is too big, too scary, and you just have to go along with it until they stop trying to harm you. But they're never going to do that. So we didn't wake up in a different world today. We woke up in the exact same world where the illegitimate president and the people in the global communist order who support him and, of course, the supporters who are still on board with the illegitimate administration as it marches us ever closer toward the global communist order, believes that the root of all their power is the illusion of having the support of the American people behind them. And that illusion is partially created through stolen elections, but it's also partially created through the display of what they're doing through the media, through the news, through the channels of entertainment, censored and propagandized through big tech. All of this supports that illusion that there are so many of them and that they are so powerful and this is just how it is. Whatever they want to do is inevitable because they're the government. That's where all the power comes from. There's no defeating the government. There's no replacing the government. Oh, you can do it a little bit at a time at the polls. Well, not if elections are stolen, you can't. And Deep down in the dark recesses of their little commie child brains, they know the election was stolen and they know there's nothing anyone can do. That's what they think. Even if these people are right, what are they going to do? What are we going to have some civil war in the United States over something as small as voting? Hey, commies, you supported four straight months of riots because you were told that a man who died from fentanyl while being restrained by police was the symbol for the defeat of racism. If you just went along with the story, then you could never, ever be blamed for racism ever again. But you couldn't stand up against that. It was just too risky. And besides... Everyone knows that systemic racism is our biggest problem. And if I just go along and comply with whatever I am told to do, then I will be seen as part of the solution to systemic racism. And rather than being a racist, which is the worst thing, I'll be an anti-racist, which is the best thing everybody will know. And even if all the details of the case, even if all that falls apart at some point in the future, no one's ever going to be able to call me wrong. Because we were all doing it. We all agreed that that's what was right. It was the best thing for everyone. So maybe there's a small segment of the population that will react positively to this speech and say, you know what? I've given it all this thought. I've been frustrated with the Democrats. I've been frustrated with how everything's going in this country. But you know what? That other side, they are so scary. And this speech reminded me that I'm going to just double down with the communist once again. Maybe that demographic exists. I doubt it, but maybe. Certainly, he's giving an excuse to the craziest people to 
be even meaner and dumber than they've been the rest of the time. And maybe it'll activate Antifa or something. But they've certainly tried to do that multiple times and it's failed. They want a reaction. That much is absolutely clear. But we have proven over and over again that we are not going to react the way they want us to. If they were smart, they'd stop that too. And there must be enough people in there who know that this isn't going to work. Is it going to work enough in the public perception that a false flag could successfully paint MAGA as dangerous? Maybe that's what they're going for. Will it work? Probably not. Those events have failed over and over and over and over again. But you can see how that sort of thing might be effective and might play into their hands. So maybe that's an intended outcome. And they think the possibility of that outcome is enough to justify the exercise. But is it? The mainstream news networks, the, the old school networks, ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, they didn't show this very important speech from Biden. MSNBC and CNN did, I believe. Fox has obviously covered it, but didn't show it live. And why didn't they? Well, it's possible that they didn't want to be the sorts of networks that in the future would have broadcast such a thing, knowing what it would be. Maybe they were concerned about turning off whatever portion of their audience would see that and immediately think, I'm not going to watch this network anymore after they just displayed the fake president calling me a domestic terrorist and a white supremacist, a racist, a threat to the very idea of democracy. And maybe they thought they would have some bad will after that and it wouldn't be worth it for their business model. But of course, they've had no problem over the last 19 months with pretending that the claims of election fraud constitute a big lie or that Joe Biden is really a legitimate president. They've said all that stuff. They've treated all this situation as normal. They went along with the narratives through Black Lives Matter and Antifa, everything about COVID, everything about the very violent insurrection. They've shown no light between what they are willing to broadcast and support and what the illegitimate administration is attempting to do on behalf of the global communists. So why didn't they show it? And I want to suggest that maybe it's because the intent of this speech wasn't actually to have a lot of people watching it. The intent of the speech was for the imagery and for the messages as they would be relayed in headlines and then news analysts, political analysts on CNN and MSNBC, some of whom thought the speech didn't go nearly far enough. It didn't outline what they were going to do in response to this grave threat to democracy. They really should have proposed more solid things about how they could tamp down the political opposition forever. The treasonous Andrew McCabe was on CNN last night saying that very thing. He wasn't satisfied. Karine Jean-Pierre got questions in the White House press room today about what policies might follow this speech. And of course, she had no answer, but reminded everybody the speech was not political and should not be seen as a campaign speech because then doing it in a national park with the taxpayer funded Marine Band might seem 
like some sort of violation, like they're not supposed to be doing that sort of thing. But think about this in light of what I've talked about, the essay I put up a couple of weeks ago, The Sides of History. They're writing history in the present so they can revise the past and shape the future. This will, this period and the things that have been written about this period and the things that have happened during this period will eventually be a part of history and how these things are displayed and described as that part of history is going to depend on which perspective is producing the history. And when I look at how they went about displaying what they did last night, I have to imagine that enough people went over this and understood how it would look and what secondary conversations might emerge about all of that. And of course, they would know that the people on TV who have spent the last seven years calling Donald Trump a Nazi and his supporters Nazis would not pay any attention to the imagery that was clearly very Nazi, very communist. All the red lights coloring the whole background in the dark. Joe Biden's framing between the tops of the two pillars outside the door coming out right next to his head in the picture that's been used in a lot of the newspapers. It looks like the wings of the Reich Sadler just making Biden the head of the eagle. And yes, of course, maybe all of this was orchestrated by forces not under Biden's control, not under the global communist control. At this point, anything is possible. But let's play it straight and assume that the people around the fake president actually thought all of this would be a good idea. And there's at least some precedent for why they would think this and why they would be doing this. And I want to suggest that perhaps they are trying to rewrite history and shape people's perception right now in an attempt to muddy the waters on what this imagery means. They've spent all this time calling all of us Nazis. Joe Biden called us semi-fascists last week, and he and the press secretary both doubled down on those comments, and they kept them going. And Joe Biden didn't say those words last night, but his whole speech was geared toward that. And I think that the point of this might be that they're trying to pull the old switcheroo once again. They are going to try to reverse the parties. And by parties, I don't mean political parties. I mean the two sides. They're trying to just switch identities with the other side. And in order to do that, they have to blur all the lines in the middle before they pull the old switcheroo. You can think about what they did in undefining the word woman. We always had cross-dressers and transsexuals and people who wanted to be the other thing or at least act that way. But then within the last five or 10 years, it started becoming this real big thing where all of a sudden everybody just wanted to change their gender. And one day they just told us trans women are women too. This is a woman, a hundred percent woman. Caitlyn Jenner is a woman just the same way as all those people born with vaginas are women. 
And they enforced their ideological conformity and reinforced and reinforced and propagandized and censored and incentivized and punished. And a few years later, we have a Supreme Court justice nominee who refuses to define the word woman because she's not a biologist. And consider the history as it's been told to us with the imagery that they're clearly evoking on purpose. I've said this for a very long time. I was calling Anthony Fauci a Nazi doctor in the spring or early summer of 2020 because it was clear to me at the time what he was doing and what the historical precedent of what he was doing actually was. And I've said and written about how I believe that what is happening on that side of things is in fact a hate movement. It is what typically happens when collectivist ideologies are applied by force from a government in power. They gain power through division and playing the victim-oppressor narrative over and over again so that they can accumulate all the power from those they deem to be victim classes. And they hold on to power that way as well. They can only eventually use force because the underlying ideology eventually is self-defeating. And if we look back clear-eyed at the things this administration has done and the things that have been done to enhance the power of this administration, even before Joe Biden became the fake president, we can see that a lot of what the history says about what Nazis have done and communists have done is being replicated by the illegitimate administration and their allies, censorship and propaganda segregation, forced medical experimentation, eugenics. They're certainly practicing eugenics with the abortions, concentration camps being run in China with their partners in the CCP systematically oppressing Muslim Uyghurs and reeducating them, ethnic division and discrimination, false flag events to stoke hate, persecution of political opponents, stolen elections, illegally changed laws, the imprisonment of political opponents, the indoctrination, the erasure of history, the seizure of property and businesses, full control over all of that, the food shortages and potentially famine if this were to go on long enough. We see what's happening with the energy crisis in Europe right now as a direct result of the West trying to impose sanctions and restrictions on Russian energy as a way of threatening Russia off of doing what they felt they had to do in Ukraine, the entire society being ruled by bureaucrats and experts, the forces of the market removed from their desire to centrally plan everything. And of course, the changes in the language and the revision of history and what that serves to do is disorient people about what they believe they know about life and culture and society. And it seems to me that that's what they're doing here. They're going to display all of this imagery so that the public conversation is about whether or not this imagery is actually what it obviously is. And people will argue for and against that. And most people will not come down on a side because a lot of the people we're talking about, the people who still imagine they're centrists, they're not much for independent thinking. 
And they also don't want to be accused of having any extreme ideas because they don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want to have to defend their ideas and they don't want to have anyone else hold them accountable for what they think. That's why they've been complying this entire time. And so then rather than recognizing the imagery for exactly what it obviously is and the things Joe Biden is saying for exactly what they obviously are, they'll imagine that all of this just exists in some gray space where no one can make heads or tails of it and there's just no answer. So they'll stop paying attention, but they will know beyond anything that there's no way in the world all the people on the good side are just slowly embracing Nazism, even as they fund Nazi armies in Ukraine and deny that they're doing it, and then have a fake and illegitimate president go out and put on the display he made last night while calling tens of millions of citizens in America, the majority of this country, a threat to democracy. Imagine what this seems like in the false reality. Okay. Wipe away everything you know about reality, right? You're in the false reality in the mainstream environment as they've constructed it. What does last night's speech look like to you? And I would suggest that if you were watching an action movie, for instance, some movie like independence day or something like that, there's going to be this big battle scene at the end. You know what's coming. You know the good guys are going to win. And they have that big rally speech so that all of that end action can begin. Well, that's what Joe Biden's speech was last night inside the false reality. We're talking about people like my dumb uncle, the biologist, who think that everything MAGA Republicans do is about to be the end of the world. We're all evil and racist and stupid. We have no self-control. We have all these guns that we probably don't even know how to use. And we just want to drag all of society back into the past where we can subjugate everyone but ourselves, which is a strange priority to ascribe to people who have been systematically subjugated at the hands of an illegitimate regime. But it doesn't have to make sense in the false reality. So Joe Biden's out there giving this grand speech. Look at the imagery. He's projecting power and seriousness. And because they're in the false reality, the imagery doesn't matter because they know they're rooting for the good guys. That's just what part of the story we're in. So this speech is representative of the good guys and how they're going to finally beat back this malign force that has been destroying the lives of everyone for this whole time. This is the moment they're really going to take it to the evil people. And they're on board with it because the people are so evil. The people they want to attack are all the no-no people, the QAnons and the conspiracy theorists. The science deniers and climate deniers and vaccine deniers, the racists and transphobes and homophobes and Islamophobes, the sexists and misogynists and incels, which are all very strange things to call the group of people who continues to want to have children. And of course, you have to remember that MAGA includes anyone who does anything bad, and so does QAnon. So 
you finally have this opportunity where you can just label all these people, just put them into this group all at one time based on your perception of their ideologies. It's the idea of what they must believe what these people must actually think, even though we don't know any of them. We're just going to put them into this one group. Joe Biden's already done it for us. And then we're going to know that it's finally time to attack all of them. This is when the action's going to start. And they know that no matter what, there's no way that Joe Biden could possibly be evil. He cannot be the bad thing, no matter how much his actions and the things he supports and all of the imagery behind and around him, no matter how much that looks like the bad thing, they know that the bad thing has to exist on the other side. And so by having the entire thing on display for them right in their faces and believing that all of it just must somehow be good, despite however it looks, all of the rational ideas about that just disappear into the background. Remember, we're in the false reality. And now all of that imagery from before and all of those bad things that were done are not bad anymore. Now you've successfully blurred the lines on everything. So there's no objective point in history you can trace this back to and make a comparison that they will actually consider because that would mean that they're the bad guys. And beyond everything else, they are certain that they are the good guys. And inside the false reality, this is confirmed for them over and over and over again. So what is this process? They have redefined who the actual enemy is. And we are fascists and Nazis and all of those things. Those labels now apply to us in the minds of their supporters. And for many people who will just go along to get along within the false reality, they have redefined us. That is what they believe. They don't understand we define ourselves and we are perfectly capable of thinking about these things on our own because people like us aren't in their audience, at least not anymore. And now they have gone about undefining the bad thing entirely, which doesn't mean it's gone forever. It's just gone for now. Now the lines are blurred. All they have to do is win. And then they get to redefine themselves as the people like us. And then they can take away the blurred lines that they've created about all of the actions, all of the policies, all of the things they've actually supported and all of that imagery and reattach it to us. And at that point, Das Svitaru will be complete. But let's look at what happened last night in a bigger picture sort of way. We are on a trend line toward the truth and toward the American Renaissance. And I have been saying this for the entire time I've been making this show because there is almost no way to put people back to sleep, certainly not in the numbers required that could actually flip this back in the other direction. Sure, you can take an individual and probably pay him or her enough money make their life easy and comfortable enough and incentivize them enough to actually go back 
and just deal with the other side and eventually ingratiate themselves back into it. And then they will become indistinguishable. They will support all of the stuff and they will be fully back in the box, fully back to sleep. And then there are other people you maybe can punish them out of their resistance and kind of nullify their behavior and give them back enough of their normal life that you might be able to silence them. They'll just remain somewhere in the middle, black-pilled and unwilling to fight for what they believe in at all. But for the most part, you can't put people back to sleep. It only goes in one direction. Now, if you imagine this as like a volume knob, right, or on a sliding scale where zero is fully commie, fully asleep, fully engaged with the false reality. And 10 is fully awake, totally supportive of sovereign nations and the sovereign individual. And that knob or that slider represents where society is, and it can be moved along that sliding scale. The closer we get to 10, the better. I think we can all agree with that. There's nothing extreme about that. It's just being fully awake and aware and being committed to sovereign nations and sovereign individuals. And whatever comes forth from that for the individual is up to them and their past experiences, their current experiences, their opinions, their priorities. That's all good. We should never expect that everybody's going to have the same opinions or that everybody's going to fully agree with us. That doesn't matter at all. What we want are people to be awake and engaged with reality and be focused on sovereign nations and sovereign individuals because you can't have sovereign individuals without a sovereign nation. Now, if you listen to my show or you've been following along with what's been happening for the last few years at any close level, then that big picture view will show you pretty conclusively that everything has only been moving in the one direction. The number keeps rising. We are definitely not at zero and it's not headed toward zero. It's headed toward 10 and maybe we're at seven, right? Maybe we're at eight. We're somewhere well past five and there's no chance of going back. But the reality as it exists for as long as the illegitimate administration and the powers that support that illegitimate administration have any control remaining, that reality continues to get worse for so many people. And it becomes maybe darker, more intimidating, scarier, depending on your perspective. There are still a lot of people who are fully awake, fully engaged with the reality, fully committed to sovereign nations and sovereign individuals who are still under great stress, whether it's in their financial lives, their, you know, which coincides with their work lives, their family lives, their relationships with their friends. Maybe they're dealing with the fallout of the medical experiment. Maybe their neighborhoods are being flooded with drugs and crime. Maybe they continue to be victimized by censorship. There are all sorts of ways in the real world that this situation is getting worse. But on the sliding scale I'm talking about, there is no getting worse. It is only headed in one direction. People don't generally go back to sleep. And even if that was a more common thing than I am describing it as, it still wouldn't be at a big enough number to balance out all of the people who are waking up. 
It only goes in one direction. So what is the best possible outcome, right? How awake do people need to be? Well, the truth is that the best possible outcome would be as close to 10 as we can get it. And as that happens, they lose power. They lose the ability to make people's lives as difficult as they have been. And I would also suggest that is clearly happening. Vaccine mandates failed because people didn't want vaccine mandates and they didn't want the vaccine. They tried it. Some people went for it, sadly. But overall, what they attempted failed. There might never be another vaccine mandate in the world for hundreds of years. Yes, I know they're going to keep trying in certain places. I'm talking about America and I'm talking about once all this is done. People aren't going to start trusting vaccines again. They're not going to start trusting the commands of the scientific and medical authorities without any proof behind them. That is an enormous win for humanity. And we are only beginning to reap the rewards of that win. Maybe we're not even beginning yet, but that win is solidified. And the impact as we go through the years and decades beyond is going to be incredible for humanity. And I think you can say the same thing about virtually every issue that is coming up during this awakening. And the truth is that we continue to recognize problems as we go along. So many of us wish this was all stopped a year and a half ago and that Trump never relinquished power and we could have just made do and made it happen and figured it all out as we went along. But I don't think that's true. I think we would have seen his first term repeated in some important respects, but on steroids, the effect of the deep state would have remained hidden. It would have remained just as much in opposition to Trump and MAGA and the things that Trump wanted to accomplish as it was before. And it would have held back any progress Trump truly could have made in his second four years. And then at that point, we may still have the country as divided as it was in November of 2020. Everybody thinking that Trump and MAGA were threats, just like we were told last night. The target has always been on our backs. The enemy to those people has always been the same. They weren't going to let up. Yes, maybe Trump could have provided D class and people would have woken up and then it would have been OK to prosecute people like Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and Barack Hussein Obama and the people in the administration responsible for the Russian collusion hoax. Maybe it would have been possible somehow to dismantle the CIA. Maybe we could have had the same Supreme Court decisions and Trump could have used West Virginia versus EPA to dismantle the bureaucratic administrative state. But also maybe not. This period is what has allowed us to take that volume knob or that little slider and move it much, much further toward 10. So much more of the population has been awakened to what all of this is. And Joe Biden's speech for as dark and as vicious and mean as it was, is helping that slider move toward 10. I had people I did not expect to be watching that speech text me with like, what in the world is this? 
What are we even watching? How is this even being displayed like this? And that's the reaction I want. I love that reaction. People were posting reactions from Twitter that they came across where communists are like, okay, well, I didn't sign up for this. Like I voted for Biden and was very proud of voting for him then. But at this point, this is not something I can support anymore. That's perfect. That means the knob is being turned towards 10. And obviously, we can't just continue down this road forever, waiting until the knob gets to 10, because it might never get to 10. That's just a fact of life. But it can get to 8.5. It can get to 9. Maybe it can get to 9.5. And then we're dealing with something entirely different than we were dealing with in January of 2021. More than Trump being back in the White House, more than the political situation being fixed, even more than the arrests and the punishment and the accountability for these people who have committed crimes against humanity and grave crimes against our nation. What we need most of all is for the maximum number of people to understand what has happened and believe that they came to that understanding on their own. And that is what all of this time has allowed. That is what the imagery we saw last night has allowed. And that is what is going to prevent these people from pulling off the same successful version of the switcheroo that they pulled off about the Civil Rights Act and America's history on race. There are too many people awake right now to actually believe that the tens of millions of people who support Donald Trump, and that number is certainly tens of millions of people, more than the number of people who support Joe Biden, are all evil. People are not going to believe that which means that the power of these speeches and of this imagery is failing. They're not going to successfully be able to blur those lines. Everybody actually is beginning to see this thing for what it is and wonder how this thing arose in our nation. It's no longer just some abstraction, some label that they can apply to the opposition and have it stick. They're now applying the label to themselves, their efforts to make all of this, this grand show so that they can finally get enough of the country on their side to move to their next phase. That's failing. That's failed. Today, people woke up and the trending topics on Twitter were hashtag pedo Hitler and satanic. Whatever it is that they were hoping to achieve last night didn't work. The media hasn't followed Joe Biden's lead in further attacking MAGA Republicans. Yes, I know there are media figures who are doing it, but that's not what they're focused on today. They'll get a couple of hours out of it. They'll get some heated conversations and exchanges on cable news panels. But there's no way any of them are going to see this as a win. The general public is seeing it for exactly what it is. And the reinterpretations of what they saw by talking heads on cable news is not going to have the effect that it used to have. People are moving beyond all of this. 
which is not to say that the next 60 odd, I think it might be 68 days until the midterm elections are going to be easy. They're certainly going to be chaotic, and I don't pretend to know what's going to happen. But I do know that the only thing that will happen as a result is that that knob, that little slider, just keeps moving its way toward 10. And so it's really up to us to maintain our mental and emotional stability, prepare ourselves and our homes for whatever might come, whether we're going to face shortages with energy or food like is happening in Europe. That stuff's possible. Be prepared. If you're worried, be prepared. If you're worried, go work. Go work to ensure that we are going to have free and fair elections because every little bit is going to help in that mission. Get involved at your kid's school or somewhere in your local community. Make a difference. Talk to people. Encourage other people to make a difference. If you're worried, there are totally positive responses to that worry rather than complaining that nothing is going to happen and things are just going to keep getting worse. Things are not getting worse. Things are getting more difficult and more chaotic for a time, but things are getting better, much better. Would anyone want to go back to like February 2021? And does anyone think and feel like we're still in that same spot? If you do, please tell me how. I don't understand that idea at all. There have been some real bad times in the last couple of years. I don't think right now is one of them. Even on the day after the fake president tries to announce to the nation that we're all fascists and threats to democracy, I woke up, the sun was shining, my friends on the internet and in real life were making jokes about what they just witnessed. The media is trying to do their lapdog duty and they're failing. Everyone is figuring out what this is. You can take the picture of Joe Biden with his little fists up and the framing of those columns behind him, all that red light, that picture that's been memed already thousands of times in very creative ways, which I really, really enjoy. And you can just send that picture, the real picture, no meme, just send it to a liberal friend and don't even add a caption or a comment. Just send it to them and see how they react. And if they say, what, what's this or WTF or anything like that, just don't write them back. Just let them sit with that picture. Why did this person send me this picture? What am I supposed to think about here? And eventually they will spin themselves out with that. It'll probably make them go a little bit crazy for a little while, maybe too crazy. And they know that you want something from them and they don't want to give it to you. So they won't write back. But that picture will just be there. That's just you saying, hey, look at this. How do you feel about this? Why don't you tell me how you feel about this? And they won't. They won't tell you how they feel about it because they can't defend anything. What are they going to write back? Ah, that's that's not him looking like a Nazi. Okay, Kami, go with that. Keep telling yourself that that's not what that looks like. 
Keep imagining that it just can't be you. You can't be the bad guy. You can't be that thing you've always told everyone else to fear. It's just not possible because you know what's going on. You have a very keen insight into what's happening in the world. If anyone knows who's good and bad, by God, commie, that's you. And they might try to put up a fight. That's what they do. They don't ever want to feel confused. They don't want to feel like they're at some disadvantage. That can only be you. You're the stupid one. You're the one that gets confused. You're the loser. You're the one who's going to be on the wrong side of history. They're going to be on the right side of history. They are the winners and their wins are deserved. They're justified because they are the people that care about truth and justice. But if that's true, why are they so bad at defending any of it? Deep down, they know what all this is. They're just already all in. And some of them aren't going to make it back. And that's sad, but it's inevitable because we're just not going to get that knob to 10. If we do things right, maybe we'll keep moving in that direction even once we enter the next stage of this whole thing. But it's not guaranteed. There's always going to be people in society who are out for their best interests, who will believe and do whatever they're told. If they believe that doing so will achieve good outcomes for them, it'll get them the new car, the new shoes, the new purse that they've always wanted. But that number is really dwindling. And the people who might have been part of that a month ago or two months ago or six months ago, many of those people are not part of it anymore. And I'm not saying they're with us. I'm not saying that they're going to be the good Germans. They're going to be the people that just went along with everything and then eventually realized, wow, I went along with all of that. I hope no one ever finds out. But the problem is it's too late. Everybody already knows where everyone else stood because you either announced it or you didn't. But either way, everyone knows. And when everyone knows you can't really blur the lines. And if you can't blur the lines, you can't complete the old switcheroo. And Joe Biden just showed the entire country last night that that switcheroo is never going to work. Now, Monday is Labor Day, so I'm going to take that day off, but I will have a bonus episode for you in the meantime. I interviewed Burning Bright this week, and I'm going to put that up probably on Saturday, but I may do it Monday. I haven't totally decided yet, but Burning Bright is a brilliant thinker and writer, and if you're not following him on Substack, you should, burningbright.substack.com, and so I hope you'll enjoy that. We had a long, very open discussion about some of his work and theories about how the public narrative is operating and a conversation on whether or not the communists have any ace in the hole kind of moves left to play. So I hope you'll enjoy that. And otherwise, I will be back on Tuesday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic and Joe Biden will never be president. In my mind, that's the end game. If you're listening to this episode for free, you can support me and support the show and the work I do 
by signing up for a paid subscription at imyourmoderator.substack.com. You can do so for as low as $50 a year or $5 a month, comes out to under a quarter per episode, and you'll blast right through the paywall for all of the writing. The merch store is www.cancelcouture.com, and you can find everything else by heading to Linktree, linktree.com slash I'm your moderator. And I'll see you soon out on the range. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. 
It's hell!